0: Well, good morning, everyone, and uh, I'm going to start us off here. I'm one of the deacons here, and uh, I, I'm i going to share just for about maybe five to ten minutes about why you and I should consider um, serving at Westside. And and as we go here, serve, that you'll see that encompasses a little, a pretty big picture. But we're going to talk about why, what would be the incentive, what would be the motivation, what would be the understanding about why. We should all be serving in our local church, and particularly since you're here this morning, this is your local church, at least this morning, West Side. All right, so um, since I only have a couple minutes, um, you know, there's lots of different ways we could go with this. I'm going to assume... Perhaps incorrectly, but I'm going to assume most of you know kind of the theology about spiritual gifts and the Holy Spirit and we all have a gift and we we're all empowered by the Holy Spirit to participate in the local church. Now, if you don't know about that, see an elder, see me, see someone afterwards and we can talk about the verses that talk about that. But what I'm going to talk about just for a few minutes this morning is sort of more the motivation Or maybe a perspective you and I should have about why we should be serving in the local church. And I want to pick on a particular um, tiny part of it, and that is time. I want to talk a little bit about time. I don't know for you, for those of you that work in the corporate world or in big, big companies or whatever, but there's a little trendy thing that's kind of been going around lately. And it's like when somebody calls a meeting at my work, And it's an hour meeting, It, you know. And they end seven minutes early. They say something like, I'm going to give you the gift of time. You get seven minutes. Now, sometimes it sort of feels like a gift, but sometimes in my mind I think, did you just give me the gift of seven minutes, or did you just steal from me 53 minutes of a worthless meeting? <laughs> and then I sometimes also think I should give myself the gigantic gift of time and retire. <laughs> right? So, so, but it makes you think. We're like, so time is really the one thing that almost no one can give you the gift of. I mean... Everything else in the world kind of about you and me, it kind of fluctuates. So your worth may fluctuate. If you have a 401k right now, you're probably well aware of that, right? Up and down. Your health may fluctuate. For those of us who have lost 30 pounds and gained it back... We know our health fluctuates, right? Your friendships may fluctuate. Your pleasures may fluctuate. But the one thing that really doesn't fluctuate, I'm just going to say you have three minutes less time to live than when I started speaking. Okay? It's inexorable. It is an inexorable move to the end that... We have not been able to figure out how to reverse. Tolkien says, all we have to decide is what we are going to do with the time given to us. Now, I don't know that that's inspired, but there's a lot of profoundness there. We we don't think we get to decide some but you you decided were you going to come here this morning right you that was your decision you decide whether you're going to go to work tomorrow you decide whether you're going to invest time in your kids you decide whether you're going to go off on some self-destructive binge with your time right we have this profound thing of time marching on and we decide what we're going to do with that. Now, I think Jesus has a unique perspective on this, on why we should decide and how we should decide. So Jesus went around and he gave a, kind of a sermon, the Sermon on the Mount. But, you know, he, he probably gave it tons of times, right? So he, every time he went, he kind, kind of gave some... Permutation of this sermon is recorded in the Bible. And in it, there's a very famous part of it that you all know. He says this, do not store up for yourself treasure on earth where moths and vermin can destroy it, but store up for yourself treasure in heaven. Where moths and vermin cannot destroy, and thieves cannot break in and steal. Now, I'm going to modify it, and that i just—it's not heresy, because Jesus is better than what I'm going to modify. I'm going to say this because we're just talking about this little thing called time. I'm going to add something. Do not spend your time storing up treasure on earth. Blah, 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 blah. But. Spend your time storing up treasure in heaven. Now, the reason Jesus' is better is because it's far more comprehensive, right? It's a far more... So, you, if I were talking about intelligence and what you're doing with it, I could say, do not use your intelligence to store up treasure on earth. Or if, we're, if we were talking about money, do not use your money to store up treasure on earth, right? But I'm just talking about this little thing called time. So what Jesus has is this world view, which I think is perfect, in which he understands the difference between treasure on earth and treasure in heaven, and the relative value of each. One is transient temporary, can easily be destroyed. The other is permanent, high value, and has some sort of meaning for a very, very long time after we die. So, here's my question now. How do we decide to use our time in serving the local church and and should we? And I'll tell you this, my I think the reason I talked about this is because I am most. if, If you talk to the people that I work with and everything, I am most protective of my time. So for me, this is one of the things that I struggle with giving time. But Jesus says investing in eternal things with our time has immense value and worth. Now, let's take it one step further. Well, what, what what about the local church? Well, all through Scripture, there are multiple people who talk about the value of the local church and how the local church, how Westside is, is the tool of God, is a part of God's plan for the world and how... The local church is where much of the work of God gets done. Not the only place. A vigorous prayer life is of great value. A vigorous quiet time. A vigorous uh, friendship group with people who don't know Jesus is valuable. Being a good employer or employee in a God way is valuable. But much of the work that gets done is at the local church. And I'm just gonna finish with this. So I'll, Peter, writing to a persecuted church, a persecuted group of Christians across Asia Minor, just says this as each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as good stewards of of God's varied grace. Okay? Peter's saying, the Apostle Peter, the rock on which he started the church, Jesus was the rock, Peter was the apostle, okay? On that, Peter says we should be serving one another in the context of the local church, and that has eternal worth. It is, it is a somewhat mystical thing. Elsie, my daughter, is taking an invertebrate biology class. And we were talking yesterday about jellyfish and how jellyfish are innumerable tiny little creatures that come together to form that blob you see on the beach. But somehow that blob, not when it's on the beach because it's dead then, but somehow when that blob is in the water, that blob is a much more formidable creature than those little individual creatures separately. And so it is with the church. The church, we serving together, the whole, all of us serving together, is greater than the sum of the individual parts. And that's the miracle of the church. And that's the miracle of why we should serve together. So we're going to do a couple of things like Dan said. There are going to be three ministries that come up. And they're just going to talk about what they're doing, okay, and maybe how you can get involved. After that, Dick is going to come up, and he's going to talk about some ways you can express your interest in getting involved. And then we're going to have a potluck in the back, of which you've heard about a lot. The various ministry heads, and ministry heads, if you haven't gotten one, get one. If you're involved in a ministry, if you're a leader in a ministry, you get a name tag, you write your ministry. They're going to be hanging around, eating like the rest of you. And if you want to learn about a ministry, go talk to them. Now, do every ministry need help right at the moment? No. Like, I will tell you right now, I'm in the youth ministry, we have ten leaders. Ten leaders. I don't think we need any more leaders right now. Right. It's it's an awesome show for those of you. Right. So. So. But. But. There are many other. And we. Even in the youth ministry. Can use kind of some specific help here and there. So. Find out. If you're interested in ministry. Go talk to them. Go talk to one of the deacons. Talk to one of the elders. And. Trust me. You have a job you can do. You have a job you can do. Uh, Listen. If you say. My single skill set is I am Michelangelo with a skill saw, okay? Rick Lorenz will come up to you and he'll say, put up both your hands. And if you have all ten fingers, he will hire you, okay? Because that's enough, okay? Right? If you say, I can make Nestle Toll House cookies better than any other mortal on the planet. That is my single gift. We have a place for you. So, ministry heads, I think Jesse, you're up first, Jesse's going to come up and talk about some of the ministries.
1: Thanks, Keith. Uh, so my name is Jesse Hostenek, I'm one of the deacons here at Westside, and uh, part of my role as a deacon is I uh, head up our welcoming team, um, and so this morning I'm just going to kind of talk a little bit about that, um, and then uh, I'll be uh, interviewing a few other of the, the ministries as well. Um, but... Uh, I'm going to start with a, a short clip really quick to kind of give you an idea of what's going on, and then I will uh, uh, talk a little bit more about that. So then I went out yesterday, and it was awesome. We'll start. Right. Hey, morning. morning. Mm-hmm.
2: Have you been here before? Well, let me drag you to this table here, and uh, Mike and Karen can help you out. Hey, good hey. morning. Welcome to Westside. We're glad you're here today. How'd you find out about Westside? On the website. Okay. Hey, would you take one of these and film it out and... Um,
3: drop it back by the table. Let me introduce you to some other folks over here. This is our communion table. If you'd like to take communion, you're welcome to take this. This will explain it to you.
1: And then come on over and Lindsay and Pat will let you know who it is.
3: They'll introduce you to some folks. Morning.
1: Morning. Morning. How are you?
0: Great. Morning. Morning. see you. <laughs> see Alex, yeah. they fossil mine?
2: Yeah.
1: Good. I'll be in the coffee bar if you want to come back in a minute. I'm just gonna do this and then go. So first off I want to say um I love that I'm kind of a wait till the last minute kind of guy, sorry. But I love that I can, you know, call on a videographer and a few people and and just say, you know, hey, we're throwing this video together. It's gonna be really quick. Um and you know, I love that People are ready to jump in and serve even in something embarrassing and awkward like that. Um, but not uh, not by any means to say that that first clip is what we experience here at Westside. But what I wanted to kind of show you was the importance of kind of that front line of the church. Um, you know, I don't know if you kind of heard... In the very beginning of the clip, but, you know, I'm up there and I'm having a conversation and, you know, I don't really pay a whole lot of attention to the new person walking in the door and then it's kind of a mystery from there, right? Um, there are so many opportunities to be part of the welcoming team here at Westside. Um, you are the first impression for somebody new, uh, to see what it's like to have a loving relationship with our Lord. You also might be the first person uh, or the first interaction that somebody has with somebody who loves the Lord. Maybe they've never even, you know, they don't even know what that's like. They don't even understand what's going on, you know, here in the building. As part of the welcoming team, we want people to know that we love God and we love and care for that person walking through the door. Sunday morning... Is a perfect opportunity for us to show that we love God and we love people. And like I said before, being at the, um, being on the welcoming team, that's our first impression right there. That is our welcome to Westside. Have you been here before? Let me introduce you to people. Let's get you in the door and and get you part of the service. And really all it takes it's just a friendly smile and some joy knowing that we love God and we love the people that are walking through that door. The next part I want to talk about is how this is a perfect opportunity for disciples to make disciples. It is a great time to bring somebody along, older, younger, whoever, and share in that experience Brings, or um, welcoming somebody into the church. Um, you know, this morning, perfect example, we've got a father and son who are at that door. They're part of the, the regular schedule, and that is a, a father investing his time into his son, not only in their relationship, but for both of them to see what it's like to serve uh, the body of Christ. Most of you know my dad, uh, Phil. He absolutely loves God and he absolutely loves people and while he was attending here at Westside he loved being right up front doing name tags doing greeting you know whatever it was he loved to be up front and one thing that I appreciate about it is that my dad brought me along with him he wanted me to experience what it was like to welcome somebody into our church, and you know, it's hard. We're you know, in in life, we've got a lot of things going on, going on. It's hard to have a smile sometimes. But you know, the best thing about it is we get to be real up there. People appreciate real conversation, and um, and you know, just to kind of have that interaction is so so important. But not only did my dad bring me along, he threw a stack of bulletins in my hand and he said, son, this is what it's like to um, uh, be a greeter here at Westside. And if it wasn't for that, not only if it wasn't for that, but if it wasn't for, um, you know, uh, me getting to know the Lord, falling in love with the Lord, you know, that might not have been my thing. I might not be in the position that I am now. Um, We've got a perfect opportunity in the welcoming team to show others that we love God, we love people, and we can make disciples who make disciples. If you're interested in becoming a part of the team, uh go ahead and reach out to me. Um, I'll be here all you know all Sunday and and then also back in the, the potluck area. Um, just pull me aside we 've got uh, a few different options we 've got right up at the front door we 've got a rotation for the welcoming the the new the newcomer table, and then we 've also got a rotation for ushers um, that 'll bring people in and have a seat so um, with that i 'm going to go ahead and introduce Brittany, who is um, a part of our nursery ministry and um, also my wife yes sorry thank you that part. <laughs> So, uh, Brittany, uh, what made you get involved in the nursery ministry?
4: Um, so, as long as I've been at Westside, I think, I've been um, serving in the nursery just as a volunteer, um, helping out with kiddos back there. And then, um, kind of when we were starting to open up a little bit here, a little bit more and more um, after COVID... I guess there's not really an after. Anyway, you know what I mean? Um, I was kind of championing for, like, let's let's get the nursery back open. Let's get it going so, you know, families can come and the kids can come and all of that. Um, and I was sort of kind of given the opportunity to take over the scheduling, and that sort of morphed into me kind of being the overseer of the nursery, which has been great. Um, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, how has God changed you through serving?
4: Um, I think me personally, confession time, my instant answer is typically no. I don't know why. It's just maybe maybe a wall that I have that's like, no, I don't, no, that's not my thing. No, I'm not going to do that. Um, And then somehow God always softens my heart over a little bit of time. And I'm just like, well, maybe, I guess, like, I'll fill a need. I think both of us are good at filling a need if we see a need, but not necessarily wanting to do it, um, which I think is okay sometimes. But then that can kind of harden your heart over time. So God has has really spoken to me in service of Maybe I'll say yes at first because there's just a need and I'm willing to do it. But then over time, he's kind of shown me the benefit of that for me personally and for those I'm serving. Um, so I think that that can kind of go for any ministry, um, any situation. If there's a need, you know, if you're the type of person who's just like, well, I guess I'll I'll do that. Just be open to God speaking to you in that and changing you through that because you're you're not only serving for you. You're serving for the body and ultimately you're serving the Lord.
1: Um, so there's a little bit of an emergency here and we're, all supposed to, we're also supposed to have um, a Sunday school lead up here, um, but we're going to kind of mix this together this morning as well. So uh, Brittany, how do you feel uh, discipleship can be uh, can be or is incorporated in the nursery and Sunday school?
4: So, um, Proverbs tells us to train a child up in the way he should go, and even when he's old, he won't depart from it. And I've sort of learned over the last few years, I mean, my kids are little, my oldest is seven, so I'm still learning a lot with them, um, but I've just kind of learned that that really looks like a partnership with parents discipling their children and with Children's Ministry Discipling Children. And I think they go together. It's so important that we're working together with parents, with children's ministry, to disciple our kids. And um, that can happen in the nursery as little as they are. um, Loving them, bringing them in, praying with them, singing with them, reading to them. All the way up through um, our children's ministry, which goes up through sixth grade, to be teaching them and coming alongside them and discipling them. Um, And I think that... Sometimes, just from my research and what I've heard, like sometimes children's ministry can kind of look, be looked down upon as child care, or especially the nursery. Like, I'm just going to go stick my kid in there so that I get to sit in the service. And I think that it's so much more than that, and it can be so much more than that. Um, and I think just through the process of realizing and learning that it is a partnership with parents and with ministry heads and teachers and um, people to come alongside your kids and love them and disciple them is so important. And um, I think that we do a good job of that. And I think that we can grow and do an even better job of that, of looking at specifically the nursery, I guess, as instead of just a thing to just do to check the service box, to see it as as a discipleship opportunity, not only for the kids, but for the parents as well.
1: Um, and then uh, is there room for volunteers, and what does that entail?
4: There's always room for volunteers. The nursery, actually, about a year ago or so, um, we tweaked the – I shouldn't. I don't know if that's the right word. Anyway, we um, modified the car certification so that um, the middle schoolers are able to be car certified and be in there, which was awesome. They're doing a great job. They stepped up and served in that need, which was beautiful. So our schedule with the nursery is pretty good. We can always use more. I mean, the more people we have, kind of the less often you'll be in there and be freed up to do other things um in in the church so nursery just talk to me if you are interested you just get car certified which is just a, a course and a test and then you're able to work in there i think right now it's currently about every 7 weeks we've got a rotation which isn't which isn't bad um and then as far as sunday school there's quite a few needs back there um Hold on, I'm going to pull my phone out because Cole Graham was going to say these things and then he can't be here. So I was like, just text it to me and I'll read it. Um, So specifically for Kids Connect, um, Cole wanted to emphasize that the goal for Kids Connect is for kids to connect with God, connect with each other and have fun. Um, There's three major needs back there. One is a safety officer, so people who are excited to see kids in Sunday school and are concerned about their safety, so they would be responsible for checking in and checking out with our bright wheel system which is going fantastic by the way it's going really great so if that's something that's intimidating for you and and hindering you from helping back there don't because it's if it's I great can figure it out True. you can
1: figure it out i promise <laughs>
4: um they'll be responsible for checking in and out guarding doors um, responsible for who comes in and out of the dedicated sunday school area we are trying to especially as a church who is hoping to bring in more people to disciple and love we we have to make so security a priority, especially in the kids area. Um, So we need somebody um, who's willing to do that. We need Kids Connect helpers. Um, All people are welcome ages 13 through 100. You just, and anywhere in between, I guess. You just need to have a love for kids, a desire to be a part of connecting them with God, connecting them with others, and having fun. Um, And then, lastly, um, kids connect leaders. If you feel called to this, this is a big role. But um, Nicole and Cole and Leah and Jason have been doing a fantastic job of writing out um, exactly how to do that. You're invite. If you're interested in any of this, you're invited to be back there and see exactly how they do it. No one's asking you to sign up and be thrown back there next Sunday. Day. So you will be, t- you will be taught. Um, so this role, uh, they would be responsible for coming up with a plan for the 45 minutes of having the kids. Um, it takes a little bit of prep, um, and extra time Sunday morning for setup. So they just want to be clear about that, that it's, it's a little bit more of an ask. It's a little bit more of a job, but there is a, a structure and there is a schedule, which is great. So if anyone is interested as far as Kids Connect or Sunday School goes, that was specifically Kids Connect. Sunday School um, is always in need of helpers, teachers, people to be back there encouraging the kids. Um, One really cool thing about the new, I just totally blanked on it, curriculum that was picked is that it's really user-friendly. It's it's user-friendly. It's easy to access. um, It's right there for you and shows you exactly what to do and what to teach the kids and what to say. So you're not coming up with your whole lesson on your own. Um, So it makes it more accessible for people to be back there teaching. So if anybody's interested in nursery, you can talk to me. And then Sunday School and Kids Connect, um, Cole, Nicole, Jason, and Leah. But today, Nicole and Leah will be back in the potluck. So please talk to them if you have um, a desire to serve in that area.
1: All right. Thank you, Brady. We appreciate it. And uh, next, we'll have Amy Hickman come up and Amy is a part of our newly established um, women's ministry, and so she's got a few things that she'll want to talk to you about.
3: Hi, I'm Amy Hickman. As you said, I'm here to represent women's ministry. Um, West has a long history of some pretty thriving women's ministry, which I'm grateful to have been a part of for over two decades so far. Um, But when COVID hit two and a half years ago, everything in women's ministry basically came to a standstill, as did most everything else at Westside and at churches around the country. Um, And it was also around that time that um, from a leadership aspect for women's ministry, um, the Women's Council basically dissolved, the Lifeline Committee, which oversaw women's Bible studies, that basically kind of dissolved um so any activity since then has basically been self-starting kind of risen up organically and actually some of um, the most encouraging bible studies i've been a part of have been in the last two years when we've just kind of been huddled around computers um doing it that way um in those early months of covid so there have been some great things going on but um once things started opening back up in oregon uh, women's ministry opportunities have slowly started coming back, but we've basically been functioning without any official leadership of any sort. And in light of the Reclaim Project and Westside's new mission and vision statements, we want to be very intentional in the purpose of why we're doing women's ministry and how we carry it out. Uh, the elders have recently approved of a new women's leadership team, and that consists of myself Stephanie Gossard, Stacey Ingram, and Brittany Hostenek. And our desire is to oversee the carrying out of the vision and mission of Westside and of our own mission as a women's ministry. Um, COVID obviously changed life as we know it, but one of the blessings that has come from it is that because churches went back to kind of a blank slate status, it's given us the opportunity um, as a church and as women 's ministry, um, to look back and evaluate what 's working and what 's not working, and what are people 's needs and what 's our purpose and where are we going and Life has been changing dramatically for everybody in this new digital age that we live in. Um, the needs that people have are changing, the way people socialize and interact is changing. Um, so it makes sense to step back and kind of evaluate. How are things, how have they been working, how can we do things differently that better meet uh, better meet the needs of the people, specifically for us, the women, in our body here at Westside and in the community? So our new women's ministry team um, is working hard to consider what those needs are and how we can meet them and how we can help women thrive spiritually here at Westside. Um, We want to help meet the physical, emotional, and spiritual needs of women. We aim to disciple and equip, encourage, connect, and support our women and help them live out their mission as essential partners in fulfilling the Great Commission. So we're currently working on crafting a mission statement Uh, We want it to align with Westside's mission statement of loving God, loving people, and making disciples. So be on the lookout for that. It's hopefully coming soon. Um, We also deeply desire for each woman who calls Westside home to feel seen, to feel heard, to feel valued, and also to feel like they are a valuable part of the body here at Westside. So there are lots of opportunities for women to plug in and serve, some in leadership capacities and a lot Um, not Um, but we do want to live by the concept that save people serve people we want serving to be a natural outflowing of a heart that's abiding in christ and growing in love for him and for the people around them so andrea is going to put up a list of opportunities you can read all that and hopefully I can read what's back there because I didn't write it down right here. Um, But here are just some opportunities. It's not an exhaustive list, but here are some um, organizing meal trains for those in need. So you can be an organizer of that um, or also just one of those people that makes meals for those in need. We have some fabulous cooks here in the body and that's always a need. Um, helping facilitate potlucks. Potlucks are something that we're bringing back, I think, as a body, and so there's going to definitely be a need there. Um, visiting the sick and the elderly. Welcoming visitors and new members. So not just here um, on a Sunday morning, but maybe visiting them um, midweek at their homes. Helping out new moms or those who just had surgery. There's always needs There organizing or participating in service and outreach opportunities um offering photography for website or social media content that's sort of a new thing and that would be for beyond women's ministry other ministries as well um facilitating a bible study group meeting one-on-one or in a small group to um disciple other women and girls Offering prayer and emotional, spiritual, and physical support for those going through traumatic life events, such as divorce, miscarriage, abuse, or marriage, or parenting difficulties. And just as an aside, this is um, like a coming alongside as a friend and not in like an official counseling role. Um, Retreat planning, and we have not had one of those for a while, so... Would love some interest in helping out with that. Um, Girls' night out or fellowship night planning, holiday event planning, and other event planning, such as the dinner theaters that we've had in the past. So these are just some examples of ideas of ways women can get involved. So there's a place for you somewhere. And we would love for you to um, be involved. So if any of these aren't interesting to you, you can come find me or, um, Andrew, you can flip to the next slide, um, Stacy, Stephanie, or Brittany, during the potluck today, you can contact one of us individually. And then we also have a new women's email address that's up there as well, and that's a way that you can contact us. So. Um, last thing I want to say is that we're working on creating an online survey for women of how we can better understand the needs and the interests of women here at Westside. So be on the lookout for a link to that in your inbox to this survey. Um, we would really love to have all women participate in responding to a survey. Um, take time to fill that out so we can get an accurate representation of all the needs and interests of women here at Westside.
1: Thank you, Amy, very much for uh, um, being willing to come up here and, and talk about women's, women's industry. Um, and uh, real quick, before I, I call up Dick to talk about the website, um, I just want to give a shout-out to the Pickett Life Group, the, um, the Forest Grove Life Group. They spent, from what it sounds like, yesterday and this morning just setting up all of the tables and um, getting all the potluck stuff ready. So I just want to thank you so much for the Pickett Life Group for setting all that up. And with that, Dick
2: Well, I'm going to take uh, about six minutes, maybe six minutes and 15 seconds. Um, to talk about two things, they might seem unrelated, but you'll see the connection at the end. One is to introduce you to our brand new website that went live. Mid August, I think it is. Uh, some of you have been on that, some have not, and I'm going to give you a flying tour—I mean, really fast—of some of the features of that. And then I want to talk about serving and try to answer the question: How can you, 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 um, find a place to serve? How do you go about doing that? So, first of all, flying tour. Um, here is part of the, um, the home page of the website, the web address, westsidehillsborough.org. Um, just have to remember, Westside is in Hillsborough, and you can go there. And then there's a little menu hamburger menu on the upper right hand corner you can find some of the features right now and this will change but right now there's a link at the very top of the homepage to our mission our vision and the core values that we hold dearly and if you just click that everything will be up on that page and then um, the middle of the home page, you'll see there's a link to our live stream. We always send out the link on Saturday morning to the service the next day. But if you miss that or don't check your email, which happens to some people, uh, you can always go to that and it'll give you the most recent link. And then every one of our sermons or services are up there on the website. And this was actually last week's. Today will be up there probably tomorrow or Tuesday. But if you click the little black button there, it'll take you to the details of the website. And you'll see that you can watch the whole service on video from beginning to end. You can listen to just the message, the sermon on audio, and then thirdly, the far right button. You can download that audio of the sermon and use it as a podcast. Save it. I've I've done that, but I don't really have time to listen now. Um, podcasts. This is actually something new, and we just added it this week, but. You can listen to our sermons if you're into podcasting and use a particular platform. You can listen to them um, on Apple or Android. Actually, the Android, the Google link isn't live yet because we are in the process of adding that. But you can do that as well. Coming events. If you want to know what's going on, this is the place. There is a master calendar that you can actually uh, scroll through from month to month. It'll give you what's happening on a single day of the month. And uh, it it features everything that's going on that you're invited to. Life groups, um, men's breakfast, you'll see that up there. Um, It'll give all of the details, so this is the place to go if you're not sure what's going on, when it starts, where it is, that sort of thing. And man, this is really, really important. Take your next step. Everyone in this room, everyone, has a next step that they need to take. It could start with the very first thing on the left side there, your first step. How to become a follower of Jesus. How to become, we use the term, saved. Have your sins forgiven. How do you go about that? Where do you start? You click that. It'll take you to an article. There's a couple things you can watch and read. Baptism. We're going to be talking about this I think relatively soon. Everyone who's a follower of Jesus needs to be baptized. It's not an option because Jesus asked us to do it. And then life groups. We've talked a lot about life groups. If you click that, it'll give a description of what life groups are all about. And then there's a button, find a life group. If you're not in one, click that, find one. We have ten of them going on right now and we think this is probably the most essential service gathering of our entire church life even more important than Sunday morning because this is where the action happens in learning to love one another build relationships and grow as disciples of Jesus then the last one on the right side giving you can give online, you can mail in a gift, a check here to Westside, you can drop it in a giving slot over by the office, um, but the most convenient way that a lot of people use is to give online, and it's very simple and quick, and you'll be emailed a receipt. Now, let me talk about serving. The verse came to my mind as I was sitting there um listening to what the various ones were sharing. Romans 12. It's interesting. In Romans 12, it starts out with an appeal to become sanctified as a Christian. Learning holiness as a Christian believer. Um, Present your bodies as a living sacrifice. By sitting in a life group, by sitting in this service... Many other ways we learn to be followers of Jesus. That is extremely important. It's essential. But it doesn't end there. It's interesting, in the very next paragraph, it talks about another essential, and that is serving. Every single believer in Christ has been called to serve In some practical way, it could be up front, it could be in the most hidden recess of this building, Um, but in some way. And here's the verse, verse 6, having gifts that differ according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Three sets of two words having gifts. Every single believer in Christ has a spiritual gift. Frankly, I don't think it's that important to find out exactly what your gift is. Usually, our gifts emerge in the way that we're attracted to needs that we see around us. Every one of us has a gift, and they differ. Everyone doesn't have the same gifts I have, and that's really a good thing. Because we need all kinds of abilities to be represented. And then grace given. We didn't invent our gifts. They were given to us as an act of grace. Because God loved us so much. And then the exhortation here, use them. Use them. The worst thing is to have a gift and not use them. Uh, Let them simmer and just think about the fact of the gift that we have and never really reach out and try to help other people. And so our encouragement would be for everyone in this room who loves Jesus, find a niche. According to your abilities, according to your interests, according to your time. Some of you have a lot of time you can devote, some very little, but there's a place for you. And so we encourage you to do that. How do you do that? And this is getting to my second question because it's right on the website. If you click that serving icon on that previous page, it takes you here then if you click the button at the bottom, there's a very simple form you can fill out. Now, we talked about, Jesse mentioned, see him, Brittany, you can see Amy, and the rest of the uh, women's ministry team. Talk to the people in the back that apparently will have some kind of a badge or telling what ministry they're part of. You can do that. But you can also use this little form. It's very simple. You simply put in your name, your details, the way we can contact you, and then check off one or more areas of service. There are eight of them there, and there's even a ninth thing you can check if you're not even sure how you fit. Our goal is to help you find a spot, to help you find a place And let me give you encouragement, two words, teams, training. Almost every one of our ministries involve teams. You will not be hung out to dry all by yourself. You'll have people you can lean on, and they can help you. And then training, we offer training in how to be effective in the ministry that you commit to. And so, let that be an encouragement, but then talk to one of us personally or use this form, and then someone will call you and begin to take the next steps with you. My time is up. In fact, beyond that, I apologize for that, but um, what I'm going to do now is pray, and we're going to actually give thanks for the food, and then... We can all go back, follow the signs. I love those signs. It's always good to know where you're going. And um, enjoy fellowship and food. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful work you have done in many of our lives. Thank you for the work you can do in some that have not become jesus followers yet thank you lord that you are committed to us in love you long to change us you long to make us like jesus and i pray that that would happen and i pray that you would give some in this room who are a little timid who need courage give them the courage give them the ability show them where you want them to serve in order to express worship to you through their serving. Thank you, Lord, for the wonderful food we're going to enjoy. Thank you for the fellowship. Thank you that we can love on one another as we eat and talk, and I pray that that would happen. Our love would grow for you, and also you would show us where you want us to serve where that special niche should be. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.